This is exactly right. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the mini so of my favorite murder. Um, we read you your hometown murders and stuff that's happened near your house. To you, near you, around you. To your grandparents. Yeah, up, upside down from you. Whatever it is, yeah. if you're in Cirque du Soleil, we want to hear about it. Yeah. And Jay, our fucking incredible assistant, picked out the most, I mean, I can't, there's so many good ones. It's it's a plethora of riches That's over right. here at the old Exactly Right Studios. That's right. Ding, ding. Let us tell you them. Um, I go first. Sure. This just the subject line is regular old hometown. Oh, great. Nice. Dear MFM crew, my hometown murder is from Westchester, Virginia. It is a small town known for their annual Apple Blossom Festival and not much else. Our story begins in my son's kindergarten class. My son had made his first best friend James and James invited him to a birthday party at his house I brought him to the party along with four other parents James is a wonderful kid but his family members were a little less than savory Mm -hmm. his mother Lisa had removed the screen from the front door so she could hang out the door frame and smoke instead of going all the way outside like one of those double half split doors (laughs) yeah she turned it into like a Mr. Ed horse door but (laughs) for smoking it's kind of brilliant. That's epic. That's like a fucking 80s mom right there. For real, because she's being considerate and not getting that smoke yeah. into the pancakes as she makes them. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Uncle Billy belonged to a motorcycle gang, the Warlocks, and gave <gasps> each child a dollar in between pounding Keystone Lights. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a, a f- real favorite of mine in my 20s, Keystone Light, mm-hmm. uh, at 10 a.m. at a child's birthday party. Ooh. Hey, look. Some t- Parties. First, where more do you need a Keystone Light yeah. than at a child's birthday it's party? called brunch. Let's, you call it brunch. Don't act like... Or a child's birthday party. It's so much fun with the screaming. Um, <laughs> the dad, James Sr., had the longest pinky nail I've ever seen. What the fuck? <laughs> it was a real work of art. As a parting gift to this lovely party, Grandpa made sure to show each child how he could make his false teeth move up and down while still in his mouth I mean what else are grandpas for that's amazing I would be at these people's house every absolutely I'd be like when are you gonna start showing us the guns right you adopted me guess what guess what I'm here for the I want to be here when you go four wheeling yeah I want to be here when you all start a weird fight over a fire okay (laughs) 
Fast forward a year later, James and my son are still good friends at school, when one day my neighbor told me about a murder in our subdivision. Turns out Lisa had arranged to have her current boyfriend, Chris, and an accomplice murder uh, James Sr. According to our local newspaper, James Sr. and Lisa were in the middle of a split because she'd recently gotten back together with Chris. Uh-huh. So James Sr. went to stay with his cousin. God, I hope all these names are have been changed to yeah. protect the innocent. Yeah. Anyway. Are there, are there any innocents in the story, aside I, from the children? Who knows? Think of the children. Let's only the children. Only. So James Sr. went to stay with his cousin who lived in my subdivision. James Sr. roomed in the basement there and Chris and his accomplice broke in, stabbed him multiple <gasps> times and ended up slitting his throat. Oh, God. That's horrifying. James Sr.'s cousins were upstairs asleep. James oh. Sr.'s the pinky guy, right? Or the keystone guy? No, I think he was just the dad. Got it. Yeah. I don't think James got mentioned in the kind of character. He wasn't interesting enough. Uh, Sorry, you were exactly right. James Sr. had the long pinky nail. Thank you. I apologize. Thank you. I apologize, and I apologize. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Okay, so James Sr.'s cousins were asleep upstairs. They heard nothing, Mm. but but when they didn't see him the next morning, they went down Mm. to check on him and discovered his body. It's horrifying. Uh, Once the body was discovered, in the, um, the first place the police headed was Lisa's house. They found her and Chris asleep in a shed behind the property. Okay. What? Why? Yeah. Is that like me falling asleep on the couch because I'm watching TV? <laughs> what, no. What are they doing in that shed? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, they were watching British British procedurals. <laughs> God, if I had gotten that out, it would have been funny. Because everyone else in the family would give them too much shit, yeah. so they have to watch them in the shed. They don't get us. Um, okay. Okay, go. He was arrested immediately. Chris was. Um, convicted of murder and received two life sentences plus 25 years. Much later, Lisa was convicted of being an accessory to murder and sentenced to 10 years. The motive was murder was quicker and easier than divorce. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. James still went to school with my son until third grade. I don't know what happened to that poor little boy, but I can't help but think that he's probably better off not being under the care of his mother. Stay sexy and don't let a drunken warlock give your son money at a children's birthday party. <laughs> a. Beautifully done. <laughs> that person makes themselves completely anonymous. Yeah. But then everybody else. Yeah, just look up those names. Yeah. Okay, this one's called Cigarettes Kill, but can also find a killer. Ooh. Okay. Hey, gang. So I've had a couple of crazy fucked up things happen in my small South Texas town. I fucking bet you did. I bet you did. But feel the closest connection to this one. So here we go with p- periods. That wasn't my emphasis. Love it. Back in the spring of 2006, a local CPS worker, which we all know is Child Protective Services. That's right. Wa- who was 53 at the time, disappeared from her home. The next day, her body was found still in her pajamas in a field, still in her pajamas, and she had ligature marks on her neck and wrist. There were also signs of sexual assault. Immediately, the person of interest was, you guessed it, her boyfriend. She had been dating a pretty well-known business owner in town on and off for the past several years. He also happened to be the father of a guy I went to school with. We weren't super close, but we had mutual friends, and he had come to some of my parties back in high school. The boyfriend admitted that she had come by his house earlier that night to discuss rekindling the relationship, but claimed to have no connection to the murder. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The cops weren't able to link him to it either. People then started wondering if the murder could be related to one of her CPS cases that she had worked on. Oh, yeah. The case seemed to go silent, at least in the media, until five months later when I was home for summer break at my parents' house and news broke that there had been an arrest. Apparently, when the piece of shit dumped her body in the field, he had flicked out a cigarette butt next to her. And then it says, what is this, amateur hour? (laughs) The cops had been surveilling their suspect, not sure why they decided to focus on him. When one day, while following him, they were able to scoop up a cig he had thrown out the window, and it was a match to the butt found at the crime scene. Wow. Ready for this? Turns out the killer was 
Then it says, drum roll, please. <laughs> the motherfucking son of the boyfriend. <gasps> what? Yep, yep, the guy who used to come to my parties at my house. Oh, Remember how my she God. like This is like the best written one, because like casually mentioned, like, oh, this is my connection to it. And then it's like, boom. Yes. Well um, done. Yeah, uh-huh. He tried to claim that they were having an affair and were having rough sex, and it was an accident. But everyone thinks that's bullshit. It is. To avoid a possibility of the death sentence, he took a plea deal and is currently serving 20 years for kidnapping and a life sentence for the murder. So thankfully, he will never be able to attend one of my epic ragers again. (laughs) Thanks for all your hard work, ladies. You've provided me with countless hours of entertainment during work, traffic and community service. Don't drink and drive, people. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Hoping to catch a live show the next time you make it to Texas. Until then, stay sexy and don't smoke cigs. Jay. Jay. Wow. Jay, you gave it. You gave it that one your all. Yeah. And then you left a little something of, of humility at the end. Humility and great advice. Great advice. Drunk like, driving, I've talked about this before. It shouldn't even exist anymore. Yeah. There's Lyft. There's all kinds of ways you can pay people to give you a ride. Right. Don't take your... Vince and I, like, we're going to dinner. We won't take our car anymore. Right. Because it's like, we're going to have two drinks. That's too many for me to drive or for him to drive. It's not worth it. It's not. It's not. And But also good to mention because there's the... There's, uh, there's all the repercussions afterwards right. like you could hurt somebody badly you could kill somebody you it's gonna cost you a shit ton shit, of money like 10 grand or something right so much money you could go to jail yeah. which is then there's the emotional effect yeah but then also i bet community service isn't that fun i've had to do it have you really yeah i did community service for when what I was for shoplifting no oh. i think it was the, dr- the drug one <laughs> Did you have to wear a reflective vest? No, I had to. I had to work at this fucking creepy dude's like, um, like metal yard. What's it like? Oh, scrap, like scrap yard. yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he like was ha- he was a creep. But like all my friends had gone to him when they had community service. Yeah, I had great friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's where all, all the girls went for That's community. Where service. all they went. And so I was there one time, and and he was hammering something, and the hammer slipped out of his hand. He was probably drunk. It hit me in the toe, and he was like, "Good thing you have steel toe boots." on and I fucking didn't and uh, I was like uh-huh. <laughs> okay that's it this isn't about me stay safe and sane okay this just says hometown story great we're getting, re- we're getting back to basics right. on the minisodes hi Karen Georgia Stephen Petz and anyone else I missed <laughs> well done I'm a new murderino thanks to my girlfriend who is a huge fan of you guys <laughs> um, I always racked my brain for hometowns to send in but growing up sheltered in South Orange County oh. led me to not being very exposed to any crime happening in my area. Are you familiar with South Orange County? I'm from South Orange County, technically. Is that your spot? Or it's like Irvine is like the beginning of South Orange County up to like the San Diego oh. line. Oh, so we're talking the La Jolla area. We're talking uh, We're talking San Clemente, Laguna Beach. Is that Richie, Richie, Richie? Uh, some, and then there's also meth. Like it's just like, oh. there's a little of everything there. Okay. At least when I live there. Um, okay. Okay. When I told my parents about your podcast, I asked them if they had any hometown crime stories they could think of, both of them growing up in Southern California and being children of the 60s and 70s. My mom remembered the Hillside Strangler fears when she was at LA Valley College in the 70s. Wow, that's right there. Yeah. She said that she was very aware of the story, but didn't know many of the details. One night when she'd come back to her home in Burbank, she had seen a car waiting in front of her house with someone inside. She waited in her car for 15 minutes with the doors locked to see if they would leave, but they wouldn't. Smart. 
Worried, she honked the car horn so her parents knew she was home and so they might come outside. Mm -hmm. They did, and my mom ran past the car to the front door. Good for her. So smart. Such a smart person. She remembers watching outside to see what the car was doing. It would just move to across the street, down the road one house, and then back to the front of her house. Mm. Just periodically moving their parking spot. They called the police because my mom was freaked out. When sirens could be heard down the street, the car bolted. No. She doesn't remember how many people were inside or what kind of car it was, so I don't know if there were two people or if the car was the two-toned sedan like you mentioned in episode 114. Mm -hmm. But she definitely remembers it happening at the same time and being totally freaked out. That's my hometown. Thank God nothing happened, but still think it's a fun, scary story. (laughs) Stay sexy and don't get kidnapped right in front of your house. Johnny from California. P.S. Congrats on the new book. Oh, Oh, that's nice. One of my best friends, shout out Abigail Irvin, has one of her pieces of art in it. Thanks for supporting (gasps) artists. Hey. Abigail. It's the ones that the long stick figure. So talented. What's her Instagram account? Is it just... Abigail. She, her art is beautiful and like moody. The first time I saw it, it was the one of the three of us standing together with the butterfly. It's Abigail and then E-R-V-I-N. Awesome. The butterfly and the cats. And the, it's so cute. But you and, know what I was going to say? Like one of the main reasons I read this one, because it is like, oh, no, because yeah. I did this story. So knowing that was a thing they did, they would they would basically surveil women that they would follow home i mean if it's not them it's some other fucking creep so like the idea that she was smart enough as like you know it's you know a young college student to just be like no i'm not just gonna get a i'm not gonna tell myself i'm wrong to be weirded out by this i'm gonna sit in my car and make my parents come out like don't be a hero it's amazing do that and trust your gut trust Trust your your instinct because so many of us are like that's crazy you're not gonna get kidnapped If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay. This is called, well, this is a drive through story and hometown murder. Yeah. To whom it may concern. Mm-hmm. You asked for drive through stories. And while this didn't happen to me, it was in my hometown. In 2016, a guy threw a live three and a half foot alligator through a Wendy's drive through <laughs> window. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> then it says, of course, this is in Florida. <laughs> Apparently at 1.30 in the morning, he ordered food at the speaker, drove up to the window, and when the employee went to hand him his drink, he threw a gator inside and drove away. This is, look at... Three feet. That's People, put three feet up in front of you. Put your hands just outside of your shoulders. Yeah, and then put sharp have... fucking teeth coming out of one end of it. And, and like, a yellow eye with a split down the middle like the devil himself. That's, that's right. Um, oh, my God. And he drove away. He claimed it was a prank, question mark. <laughs> I thought the person working in the window was the guy's friend, but I looked up articles on it just now, and it turns out, no. The poor fast food worker was just trying to make it through the night shift he was a swift. Oh, my God. Oh, my let God. Let me see. Let me see. There's the. OK, it's bigger than three feet. There's Steven no way that's three feet. Stephen just <gasps> held up the um, picture from Facebook. And he looks pissed. He's pissed. But they. this is the this is the problem with the like modern prank culture. Right. It's pranks are for friends and people, you know, and Absolutely. people that understand and are into it. You you throwing an alligator at a fast food worker is a full-on assault. Yeah. And, like, unnecessarily bizarre. Did he order his fries without assault? Uh, no, 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 no. No, too. You, it if was you there, cut that, Stephen, you're fired. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, but it wasn't great. Okay. I liked it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, the shame is a good part of puns. That's, that's part, true. That's part They're of like, the experience. I can't stop my mouth from saying this. Yep. Listen to what I just thought up. Can you put that photo in the um, Instagram as well? That, because also, he didn't care about that alligator. I know. He just threw it and left it behind. Look, I don't love alligators, but don't be a dick to them. Yeah. Okay. I thought the person working the window was the guy's friend, but I looked at the articles on it just now, and it turns out that no, the poor fast food worker was trying to make it through the night shift was a stranger. Bullshit. Uh-huh. The judge sentenced this doofus to 75 hours of community service. <gasps> Ooh, theme. I didn't do that on purpose. And a $500 fine and gave us this quote. In my view, there is absolutely no excuse for taking an animal, particularly an alligator, and throwing it through a window at a total stranger. <laughs> and then it says, amen, judge. <laughs> Hold on. Here, now, if I was in front of that judge, I'd be like, but. However. If you saw that fast food worker and they were wearing crocodile shoes yeah, yeah. and then you were from PETA yeah. so you're already kind of on the edge your honor. and then you go and you're like is this how you feel about alligators and crocodiles <laughs> your honor I'm, I'm trying to lighten the world a little with love and joy and funny stories could you imagine I'm just saying picture yeah. in your mind yeah this guy looked bored okay thankfully no one was hurt <laughs> including the gator which was released back into the wild oh good yeah okay as for my hometown, that gator was like to all his friends and just like, I think I was kidnapped by aliens. <laughs> you won't believe this. Really disturbing and it smelled like french fries. And they're like, Chuck, we don't believe in aliens. Chuck, you're crazy. Chuck, don't be crazy. And they all look exactly like the alien from Alien. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> As for my hometown, I grew up down the street from a cemetery and with a mom who was a murderino since before I was born. We went to the cemetery a lot, despite not knowing anyone buried there personally, oh. because it was a quiet place to ride uh, our bikes and rollerblade. Sure. My mom would always point out, your mom sounds amazing. My mom would always point out the graves that she knew the stories behind, which rubbed off on me. When I first started dating my now fiance, I gave her the murder tour of my town. Thanks for not running away, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> the one I remember the most was the grave of a teenage girl named Rachel Hurley. On March 17th, 1990, Rachel was outboating with her friends and was supposed to meet her mom in the parking lot of a nearby beach. She never showed up. Her family and friends searched for her for hours in the rain and they finally found her that evening in the woods on the shore. Oh. She had been raped and strangled and she was just 14 years old. The 30th anniversary of her death is coming up and her case is still unsolved. Oh no. I know. The local sheriff's office made a Twitter account for her at Rachel Hurley 90. Will you spell that? R-A-C-H-E-L-H-U-R-L-E-Y and then the number 90. I hope that the online community of Sleuths can help finally crack her case. Yeah. Mom used that story as a warning for me and always told me to stay away from the woods. I'm fucking telling you guys. <laughs> at the beach, no matter how fun they looked. I'm 33 now and still look at them with suspicion. Anyway, Thank you for putting into audio form the conversations I've been having with my mom since childhood. Stay out of the forest, Sarah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sarah. Sarah. Wow, that was a great. Thank you. Yeah, great job. So much. Um, God, that would be amazing if uh, Citizen Sleuths, who are solving cases left, right, and center Dude. every day, would take up because it's the 30th anniversary. Yeah. Would take that up and see. It's just that it's just a. A 14-year-old girl's rape and murder unsolved for that long. It's just there's Tragic. no reason. Aside from not having evidence, you know, but yeah, now well, there is DNA because I've been watching um, since we're off the road. I ha I really miss Forensic Files, uh -huh. and so I went to Netflix and just started <laughs> just watching nice. it that way. Nice. Um, but it's so funny because it sounds like that's right in that time where it was like just beginning. Right. The DNA thing was just beginning, and there so. was little bits, and then they destroyed like 
evidence, trying to get that. Yes, you're right. Right. So it's like the reapproach and retesting stuff. I wonder if that could really make a difference. Let's do it. Will you say the name one more time? Rachel Hurley 90. Okay, great. On Twitter. On Twitter. Awesome. Now, listen to this subject line. We didn't stay out of the forest and we almost got murdered. What is happening? This is meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) It just says yellow. (laughs) Love it. Like the color. Yellow. I know one of the first rules is to stay out of the forest and, of course, SSDGM. But when I was a junior in high school, about 10 years ago, uh, my friend and I may have broken the staying out of the forest rule. And I'm so happy we stayed sexy and, in fact, did not get murdered. So it was a weekend on an early summer day, and I was on my way to my friend Chloe's house. We were planning on camping out in her backyard and ha- and having a fun girls' night with high schoolers' essentials, shitty weed, and a handle of $10 vodka. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I just say this about the bad vodka? Yeah. Whatever you need to do, whether it be just save for another week or steal $10 out of your mom's purse, which I'm not in advocating yet at the same time. <laughs> you just said you, it. You don't have to bottom shelf the vodka. Yes, you do. Get up out of the winner's cup area and get into some decent brand. It'll kill you. I feel like the my years of hangovers from shitty alcohol has made me drink less in general. You know, like even now when I can afford a Tito's, let's say. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like I don't overdo it because that one night on my 21st birthday when I drank just the absolute fucking bottom trash covered in dust in the back of the fucking shelves <laughs> at the liquor store and vomited in the gutter. Yeah. So don't do that again, Georgia. Okay. You know what? You're right. These are guardrails. Yes. That in high school we put up for ourselves yeah. where it's like, yeah, I will never drink gin again. Right. Well, I won't drink anything again, but I really, <laughs> if I had to go back, I right. would never go back Just to gin. Just don't buy the shitty whiskey because that'll give you a fucking hangover. Buy the shitty vodka. What are we talking about? <laughs> the shitty vodka is better than the shitty whiskey. I'm just saying you d- you deserve better than the shitty vodka. No, you okay. don't. Not if you're 20. Karen, John Karen does his thing. You mess <laughs> it up with pink lemonade. That's right. You mess it up with pink pin- <laughs> Pink lemonade. Okay. <clears throat> it was midday and we were having some lunch before we were going to pitch the tent. That's also smart. Put down that base layer of oh, food. 100%. If you're going to drink $10 vodka. There you go. Um, being a year, Chloe being a year younger than me and not quite as rebellious as myself was worried that her parents were going to smell the weed because our tent was going to be so close to the house. They would have. Yeah. Um, I told her not to worry, but if it made her feel better, we could move further back into the yard. That's when Chloe had the bright idea of camping in the unoccupied summer camp campgrounds <gasps> that the entrance was right next have to you her house. I've never seen a horror movie. I mean, they were like, do you want to stay here in the safety zone or right. do you want to go into the living horror movie? Oh, my. Okay. Love it. Okay. Amazing. Of course, I obliged. I was used to camping in the woods. I was a Boy Scout at the time. In parentheses, I'm a girl. I love it. <laughs> um, Amazing. So we told her mother our plans and we loaded the tent in the back of my truck and drove down the long camp driveway deep into the forest. Dude. Horrifying. This really is the beginning of a, of a horror is. movie. For being in a summer camp, there weren't many open spaces, and it was quite wooded. Hmm. We found the most open area we could near a cabin and set up camp. Before long, it was getting dark, so I'd started a fire, and Chloe and myself had started our night of doing bad things like <laughs> that high schoolers shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. After a few hours, we were drunk and high and decided it was time to go into the tent and fall asleep. I doused the fire pretty well, leaving a small, small flame, so we didn't. Uh, so we had a little light. Don't worry, I'm from New England. Everything is wet, and I wasn't worried about wildfire. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> thank you. You the know Californians and us. Thank. If you. you can start a fucking fire in the woods, then you know enough about it to take care of it. Yeah, I couldn't start a fire, and I shouldn't be left alone with a fire that someone else started. 
Yeah. Therefore. Therefore. It, look, you can rely on a girl Boy Scout to get in there that's and right. handle shit. That's Clearly, right. that's what she's about. That's right. She's a truck, for fuck's um, sake. Yeah. Hell. Come on. Okay, so we were laying down for a few minutes, still laughing and giggling, when we heard a stick break, <laughs> like something or someone was walking outside. <laughs> that's when we noticed... See, this is when $10 vodka does not help you. That's right. That's when we noticed the fire was much bigger than it had been after I threw water on it. I told Chloe not to worry, that it no. probably just relit itself like fires do sometimes which that never <laughs> happens um but when i peeked out of the tent oh, no. i noticed two or three new logs had been placed on the what? fire and then 25 exclamation points <laughs> chloe and i started to panic and my truck was as good was a good 50 feet away and we were not about to sprint that far with someone outside our tent then we heard fucking laughing and at least two male voices <gasps> Um, Chloe was crying at this point and I told her we had to get out of there as fucking soon as possible. All caps. Thank the good Lord. I had one bar of service on my phone and we were able to call her mom to come and get us. Oh, my oh God. thank God. Longest five minutes of my life waiting for her car to pull up. We grabbed our backpacks, threw all of the water on the fire, ho- hopped in Chloe's mom's car and noped the fuck out of there. <laughs> we then came back to the next morning to get the tent and my truck. And I, as I was too fucked up to drive the five minutes down the trail back to Chloe's <laughs> that's house right. the night before. Stay safe and sane. Yes. That's a really, it was a really good call. Yeah. We never found out who it was or what their intentions were, but I will absolutely never camp in the forest again unless there is at least 10 people. Mm-hmm. Stay sexy and fucking just stay out of the forest to avoid potential murder. <laughs> Bales. Hilarious. Great job. Really that good. An epic story. It was so good. Um, okay, here's my last one. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. Okay. But it's lighthearted. Hey, Georgia, Karen, Stephen, and all furry associates. I've been listening to your podcast since January and have now completed all the current episodes. I'm obsessed. I don't have a hometown to share, but I figured you two would love to hear about the time my older sister and I's dress up went horribly wrong. Yes. We are originally from NYC, but we moved upstate when I was nine and my sister was 12 so we can have a better life, a.k.a. my parents didn't have to worry about us being kidnapped when we walked home alone from schools. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Both of my parents are in the NYPD, oh. and, and all we knew about their jobs at that time was that they were basic cops, and sometimes we would be left alone in the house while they worked overnight. On to the story. My sister and I were home alone during the first few weeks we had moved into our new house. Since we had come from an apartment, we were fascinated by all the closets in our new home that my parents were using for box storage till they could unpack. Like, what a thing that you don't think about, that you're like... I'm from an apartment and then suddenly you have closets. Closet space and... Why are there so many doors? Yeah. Being the nosy little shits we were, we snuck into our parents' room to go through the three closets they had. While going through my mom's single closet, my sister had come across a bag we had never seen before. Upon further inspection, we realized the bag was filled with, all caps, wigs. (laughs) So many colorful wigs. Obviously, this revelation meant one thing, all caps, fashion show, <laughs> nine and 12. Oh. How fun. Like you stop fighting for 10 minutes so you can fucking have a fashion show. So you can do a full on wig show. That's right. We got all dolled up in our Sunday best with neon wigs <laughs> and danced through the house to old J-Lo songs. Hell yeah. It was magical until my mother came home early to find my sister and I not in bed and each sporting a three foot long blonde wig. <laughs> How fun. Like I want to do that now as an adult. We should. Yes. Wig party. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. We thought she would be mad, but she burst into laughter and took a million um, embarrassing pictures. 
Okay, please send us one of those and we'll post it. We'd love it. Um, After she calmed down, she sat my sister and I down to explain where the wigs had come from. It was then that we learned that my mom was no basic cop. She was an undercover narcotics detective. Hell yes, she was. She used the wigs to go undercover to clubs and gang parties to burst. Nope. To yeah, to burst drug dealers, it says. And she meant bust. I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or burst them like balloons. Yeah, burst their egos. Low, (laughs) both low level and kingpins. Wow. I always knew my mom was a badass, but I had no idea she was out in the streets keeping us safe while also rocking the perfect lavender bob cut. (laughs) (laughs) Stay sexy and maybe don't go through your mom's closet and play with wigs that most definitely have gunpowder on them. K. Oh, my God. Ah! Hey, I love it. Good job. So many good ones this week. So many good ones. You guys, first of all, please, if you have a wig party this week because Mm -hmm. of that email that we just read, you please send us pictures. Yeah. Please do. Wigs. Wig party. Thanks for listening, you guys. Send your shit to My Favorite Murder Gmail and also our brand new beautiful website, myfavoritemurder.com. You can submit your stories there and it's so gorgeous. Take a look at what we're doing over there. There's some polls you might want to take. There's some some fan cults you might want to join. The fan cult is so much better. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so exciting. Thanks, guys. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie?